So I want to become a dog trader. Oh, yeah? But when I look, I just don't know who to join. Yeah. It's a sea of acronyms, and it appears to be unregulated. <laughs> I want to know my money is well spent with me joining a team of dynamic, ethical professionals who have the same goals as me. I also want to be taught using the most up-to-date, science-led data. So where do I go? You heard of Pat? It's a place to go to become the most knowledgeable, skilled, ethical, science-based dog training instructor you can be. It's also one of the few organisations good enough to be a member of the Animal Behaviour and Training Council. The Professional Association of Canine Trainers, PACT for short, is here to help you become the best accredited dog trainer you can be. PACT gonna help you reach your goals. PACT is the place you need to go. Oh, PACT if you love dogs like we do too. PACT we are indeed the place for you. Hey, PACT it's time to take that leap of faith. PACT delay no further while you wait. Come find us at packed-dogs.com. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn together. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop till we're gone. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn together. Barks from the bookshop, we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop. We're back. I've always wanted to try and do my um uh movie. We're in a world. We are back. In a world where you have been missing barks from the bookshop. From your weekly podcast feed, <laughs> they're back, but this time they're better. <laughs> oh, I got cough now. Hey, you got cough. I can't do. It. Hang on. We're back, and we're older. You sound like you've had like forty cigarettes since the last time I played. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I sound more like. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Older, more plump, more tired. Yeah. <laughs> Less patience. <laughs> and more dogs. And more, yeah, more dogs, right. Well, well but not me. Not me. I'm not, well, obviously me, isn't it? I'm not a glum for punishment. I have to get more dogs to um, fill the inordinate number of dog beds that I own. So <laughs> I see. I get now. Yeah. Now you've clued me into something because now I know why you buy all of the dog beds. Yeah, exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm privy to your secret, so you can fill them with little fluffy bums. Yes. I do have a story about a dog bed, but I'm going to save it for the next episode. For the next episode. Yeah. Ooh. Spoiler. Spoiler. Story about a dog bed. I like it. I like yeah. it. So, um, obviously, listeners, we've been incredibly busy as well. You know, those who, those of you who um, are followers, are bookshelvers as we like to call you, um, mm-hmm. know that we also are running the Professional Association of Canine Trainers um, uh, as well, packed for sure, um, which uh, turns out takes up quite a fair amount of our time, doesn't it? 
like you know bit of a full-time job isn't it but it's brilliant and we're having a brilliant time and um I think we work pretty goddamn well together as a team I love it I absolutely love it we just had no uh... one's we haven't had a Barney, have we? No, not yet. We haven't had a, a West Side no. Story sort of click, you know, where we meet in the car park and well, when walk we, towards if, each other. <laughs> if, and when, if and when we do have a disagreement, that is how it's going to play out. We'll film it. We'll yeah, film it. definitely. 100%. Um, I would like a green jacket. I'm just dibs on the colour green, Yeah, if that's okay. I'll wear, I'll wear my uh, recently bought wolf fleece. From, nice uh, from Crufts. Yeah, your team needs to be wolf fleeces and and hats. Wolf fleeces. Or maybe hats. mine should be funky leggings crew and dog beds as weapons. Dog beds as weapons. Funky funky leggings and dog beds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Corin's will her her team will all match the same hair color that she has at that point. This, is, would be this isn't a good idea moment. because this is making me want to do it. It's making me want yeah, to do it. Yeah, me too. Fight. I feel like we need to have an argument. What should we argue about? Well, uh, um, what should we argue about? I don't know. Uh, politics? No, we're, quite, we're no. quite in tune with politics, aren't we? Yeah. Um, oh, God knows. What Whose is dog is best? Whose dog is best? There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, you outnumber us. So if it's sheer, yeah. if it's sheer size and quantity, you're winning. True. You're winning. True. Let's not have a but, fight. Okay. Truce. We could we could just still do the dancey thing, but for fun. For funsies. Sounds good. We'll yeah. have to wait till winter though, because that wolf fleet is it's like, you know, you can lose weight wearing that, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think there's any as no, it's never seen a natural fibre, let's just say that. Oh God, yeah. It's like that thing I wore for Eurovision the other week. That was Highly oh flammable. God, wow! We should talk about that, shouldn't we? And it's not very dog centric, but no, we we went round to um, Nat's sisters uh, for a Eurovision song contest party, and they they pulled out all the stops, didn't they? It was great. It was amazing, wasn't it? We had a big screen projector, um, a decorated tent. There was a like you went into the tent with a, a sort of glitter. Um, curtain thing yeah. it was great it was really great. good we had neon little hats and glasses that we could wear and flags yeah. we could wave around yeah. and uh a few drinks ladies and gentlemen uh a just a few mm -hmm. and uh yeah just had all oh, farmers had by all we were a bit we're it's a bit of a yearly thing now isn't it yeah it's good and for those of you that are thinking oh my god eurovision really give it a chance people it's it's just love in a bow, waving a flag, smiling, and Hannah Waddingham, what a woman. Oh, and Mel. Oh, Mel. Fabulous, I mean, it, that goes without saying. She's brilliant. I, I came at Eurovision the, like from a almost from a comedy sort of aspect. I used to watch it because it used to make me laugh. It still does make me laugh. I think that's one of the beauties of it, but... I gradually fell in love with it, as with so many things. Mm. I kind of, so many things as I'm getting older, things that I used to kind of be into ironically have now got a very special place in my heart as I'm becoming. Like wolf, wolf fleeces. Like wolf fleeces, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I used to be obsessed with just seeing old ladies in wolf fleeces, and then that became I now own two. Um, oh, Crocs. You've got Crocs as well. Haven't I don't you? actually own a pair of Crocs. I've got a knockoff pair 
that, oh, right. that actually have been claimed by the Newfoundland now. Oh, so, well, they're hers now. Okay, fair they enough. They belong to her. She likes to throw them around in the garden a little bit. But I am, I am, I am going to invest uh, at some point. It's just when. <laughs> Um, I saw someone last night, actually, I, dig I digress. I've got another story I want to tell, but I saw someone last night wearing a pair of Crocs and you know, you can get the little things that clip into the, yeah. like the they're, accessories. Oh, what are they called? I had to buy them for my niece for Christmas. If, if, they're, not, they're, if they're not called croquettes, I don't know what's going on with no. the world. <laughs> they're um, not called croquettes, <laughs> They should be, shouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they make little croquettes that you can put on your Crocs. They I know, do. I know they make little Crocs you can put on your Crocs. Oh, oh, you mean like a potato croquette? Yeah, that's what I would like. <laughs> it could go on forever. Oh, God. Anyway, he... this, this person had like little Loch Ness monsters. So they had the little, like the loop, like the three loops and then the head coming out. And they were very wow. cool. They they were bright yellow and they were uh, very cool. I've Googled it. They're called gibbets. Gibbets. Good name. Yeah. Well, a little bit like giblets. Yeah. Not sure how I feel about it. But anyway, they went down a storm with my niece. So, but when she, yeah. She sent me, oh, I'd like some gibbets for Christmas. I was like, what is that? So, Good job you didn't turn up with giblets. <laughs> well, I don't think she'd be attaching those to her shoes. <laughs> no. So i got a story to tell you. Um, uh, something that happened to me and Corin actually, recently, before we get into anything slightly dog-related. Well, this is dog-related. Well, it is, it is dog-related. Yeah, in more ways than one. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, we went for a walk. We found a new walk, beautiful walk, um, uh, recently. Uh, and we've been there once with our little Jack Russell Penny. And we'd had a lovely time. Beautiful place. Um, wildflower meadows, couple of fields. You walk down and then you can go into this, this like little nature reserve bit. Never knew it was there. Middle of a place called Titchfield. Um, lovely. Absolutely lovely. So we went back there again. We thought we'll go there again. Took our little Jack Russell for a stroll. And first of all, on the walk down, we saw um, a, uh, I was going to say herd. It's not a herd, is it? What is it with bee? A collective of bees. Swarm. My, swarm. My brain's gone dead today. A swarm of bees. Like the sky was full of bees and you could hear it humming as they were clearly moving somewhere, going going somewhere. Um, I've got a video of that, actually. I'll stick, I'll stick it up on the on the Facebook page because it was, it was a sight to see. Got a bit scary because they were sort of coming towards us at one point and we're like, ooh. But wow, what a noise they make. Anyway, so that was a nice bit of nature that we saw. We also saw some foxgloves, um, some bunnies. We were getting really, we were getting naturefied on this walk. Mm -hmm. So we went around, went around the little nature reserve and on our way back up, about where we saw the bees, I saw a couple coming towards us in front of us. And um, and they, they kind of picked their, or the woman had picked her sort of jumper up over her nose. And we thought that there might be a bad smell or something over there. Me and Corinne were having a chat. But what turns out they were laughing and we found out why they were laughing because yeah. we took we took a right hand turn into into this little wildflower meadow and um I'll have to use delicate language here, don't I? But right ahead of us, right out in the open, uh was a couple. Um I don't know, what's the word? <laughs> Fornicating? Fornicating. Yeah, let's call it that. Yeah. Um just out there, right, right in the open. Absolutely mind-blowing um, i need details were they fully naked no no uh it was a. Uh, how much naked no 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 i didn't see any nakedness there was lots of so skirt, skirt lift up, trousers up. down yeah that oh, sort nice. of thing you know um, nice well you don't want to you know 
if you're going to do that in public, you don't want to then have all your bits wobbling around. Yeah, you don't do want to you? shame yourself. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Corin made quite a loud comment because I think Corin was a bit taken aback because there was a child's play area. I mean, not in sight, but close enough. Do you know what I mean? Um, so Corin was kind of like, "There's kids around me. You know what are you doing?" Like they didn't seem. Was there, was there an awkward moment where you maybe locked eyes with either of them? Or... Well, well, after we so when we turned <laughs> around, we caught eye contact with the with the other couple that we'd seen, and they're looking oh, at the us. The like, mask T-shirt. Yeah. So they're looking yeah. at us cracked up and we we turned around like you know shocked faces and we all had a little bit of a giggle and then we and we walked up and they were um uh finishing <laughs> <laughs> as we walked off and then we saw them they were following us so so when we got in the car we decided to sit in the car and just and just get a close look for the sort of yeah. people that might do this what type of people were they how old it was an older man and a and a, a younger woman uh uh very fancy car they got it we we were what we wanted to wait for was whether they got into separate cars and it was sort of like a lunchtime rendezvous yeah (laughs) oh love the stories of people watching i mean that is extreme people watching though isn't it i got to saw more people than i wanted to see yeah what sort of time is this sort of two in the morning this is midday (laughs) this is midday in the bright sunshine in the middle of a field that many people could i mean I'm, i'm guessing that it was their kink you know yeah. Each wow. their own, mate. Each their own. You know what I mean? It's so big... you're going there every day from now on? <laughs> well, I, did, I, did go this, I did go this morning. <laughs> we've uh, we've affectionately named it Shagger's Meadow. Um, nice. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was thinking if, if they'd have gone at it, you know, half an hour before, those bees flew right over where they were. That Ooh, could have ended got... bad. Delicates. That's like the, the kind of thing you see on... Um... Like uh, the A and E programs, you know. Hmm. Yes, sir. How nine, did you nine, nine. get stung on your willy? Well, um, what happened was I tripped and fell into a hive. <laughs> I caught a stick which pulled my trousers down. And how did your wife get stung on it anyway? It's uh, it's one of those, you know, one of those moments of nature that you know you just don't expect. You know, you oh. never know what's around the corner, bookshelfers, do you? Well, look out, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> ah, do come in, Mr. Dog. Thank Great you. Great to see you again. Yes. Take a seat. <clears throat> so I understand you've been having some issues in the <clears throat> park. Do tell. Oh, I don't know what's gone wrong in my life. I've always loved balls since the day I was a pup, and my mum always gives me one when I go out. But now I want them all. I see, that really is a problem, hmm. I could see how that could land you in some trouble, yes. And yes, I know, it's really, really hard, but you can't just go grabbing ponies in the park, yo. Well, Doctor what? What the hell am I supposed to do? Other owners throwing balls right there in front of you. The thing to know, I am a bloody border collie. I need to break this because I'm sick of being bally wally. My prescription is to stick it off the puffer now. Do some sniffing, take a break before you cause a row. It isn't great to wander around all day this high when all is said and done. I know you're just a hurdy guy, but you can't just go grabbing bollies in the park. No, you can't just go grabbing bollies in the park. No, you can't just go grabbing bollies in the park. But you can't just go grabbing bollies in the park. No.
So should we should we get round to? I'm sure our guest is going to appreciate the fact that that, that her um the preamble, the was, preamble about was all about Shagger's Meadow. <laughs> so apologies in advance, but. Nat, do you wanna do you wanna reveal who our incredibly special guest is today? Yeah, can can I have a fanfare in the edit, please? I'm gonna do. Hang on, let me see if I can do another. It's quite good, but then you went quiet. Oh, did I? Yeah. Hang on, let me try you, again. You, yeah. Better. No, it went off again. I think it's like, are you going too high? I reckon, the... I reckon it will come out in, in my recording. I reckon it might, be, oh. it might be cutting out in your thingy. Okay, well, let me just pretend it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> I, can, I can edit something in if, if needed. Okay. okay, so we are speaking with Grisha Stewart, everybody. <laughs> Round of applause. Very, um, very exciting. I mean, she needs no introduction, let's face it. No. Um, but we are over the moon that she is going to be joining us in October for the Dog X conference. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Get your ticket so you can have a bum on a seat. Um, but I'll read out a bit, shall I? Yes, let's have some Grisha. Be aware of Grisha. Grisha facts, because it's worth reading out just to yeah. realise how awesome she is. I mean... Warning, serious amount of acronyms coming up. Okay. We do. Well, okay. we, if, if anyone's up for acronyms, it's people that love dogs, right? Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Grisha Stewart, M A C P D T K A, comma, K P A C T P, comma, H B W I P is a dog trainer, author, and international public speaker best known among dog trainers for developing behaviour adjustment training, BAT, B-A-T. There it is. Which is a humane technique for addressing dog aggression, frustration, and fear. Through her international dog seminars, DVDs, books, and in-person and online training school, she's helped hundreds of thousands of dogs and their people thrive. Grisha uses positive reinforcement mindfully in ways that directly benefit the animal like teaching cooperative care and consent, which forms the foundation of her online school, the Grisha Stewart Academy, www.school.grishastewart.com. The Academy is more than just education. It's an international, diverse community where some of the world's top professionals come together to learn, grow and encourage empowered, trustworthy, wholehearted living with dogs. Grisha also writes and plays music. Find her on Shopify. She climbs rocks. She reads voraciously. Well, that, that's a good description there. I like reads the idea voraciously. of voraciously. I would like to read voraciously. Turns out all I do is buy books voraciously. I, I read dribbly. That's how I read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, she currently lives in Oregon, USA with her husband, Tom, uh, Garbanzo the Adventure Kitty, amazing. Mm, great name, isn't it? Joey the Labrador and Zuki the Small but Mighty Rescue Dog. Fabulous. And thus ends Grisha Stewart's short bio. Um, we got sent some bio stuff uh, by uh, Grisha's team. And I didn't realise, but Steve told me just before, we actually got sent a version in Spanish. Are you going to so read that one? I'm, I'm now going to read that. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> I don't think my GCSE Spanish will uh, get me get me by. To be honest, I so mean, she sounds 
She sounds all right, doesn't she, this Grisha lady? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I'm so excited. Um, I, um, I, I think we actually tried to get Grisha on the podcast many, many moons ago, and it didn't quite work out. Um, I think that was my fault for scheduling difficulties and stuff. So I've been very, very keen to talk to Grisha for many, many months, stroke years. Um, and I think the the world of bat is writ large in the world of dog training as well, isn't it? So um, yeah. Yeah, And I also know that Grisha has multiple talents in terms of the human side of dog training as well. So after, I have a feeling that this is going to be, um, we're going to go all over the place, which I love a ramble chat. Um, uh, so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be good. So uh, plug yourselves in. Strap get him. a, what would be a suitable beverage to listen to this? I feel like a sort of... Um, a, a tea a herbal tea of some kind a or um yeah. a uh a peppermint tea hello um would be a good accompaniment i feel i reckon yeah joss stick peppermint tea um, yeah sit down on the floor cross-legged yeah and just just embrace it yeah deal shall we okay shall we go for it Let's go in. It's a bit of a welcome back, isn't it? Because we've been we haven't we haven't done a podcast for a while now. No, I know we've been on uh, hiatus. Hiatus, sabbatical. Is that sabbatical? Just goddamn busy. Yes, that's been that's <laughs> been the main issue, and yeah, yeah, for sure. But we are we're back, and not only are we back, we're back with a bang. I think it's fair to say because we have yeah. the awesome and wonderful uh, Grisha Stewart joining us today. Hello, Ooh. Grisha. Hello, Insert fanfare here. <laughs> yeah, it, needs, it does need some sort of like, yeah, big, yeah, confetti type thing. <laughs> I love the, the things in the dog world because, you know, in the rest of my life, I don't go in the grocery store and have somebody go, da, 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 so it's <laughs> like, like, just, I'm sure we can, know, we can arrange like someone dog. to follow you around with a bugle. <laughs> Where are you? You're, you're in, you're in Portland, aren't you? Uh, close to there yeah eugene uh oregon and yeah i'm sure my dogs would appreciate the bugle <laughs> well i was actually you've given me you've given me an in you've given me an in because i was going to ask because i know you play guitar um i wanted to ask you uh because i've 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 had experience of this myself what do your dogs think of you playing guitar grisha well they zuki does not really care one way or another she she definitely doesn't love me playing so she just either you know she knows that i'm not gonna be paying attention to her so she just kind of like lays down or she'll leave the space and go like lay on the couch or whatever when we first had joe he was afraid or joey actually he was afraid of everything including us and so we kind of got him used to us and then one day we were going to play guitar and then he launched himself to the other room and we recognized that music was not his thing. And the piano was also very scary. And so that took a lot of desensitization work. 
what was it um like very tiny like plucky like little <laughs> plucking from the other room or was it like outside or how did how did you do that the training process yeah so it was it was actually training two beings at once because at that time my husband was the one playing the guitar and and so describing to someone like how to be at the dog's pace for this is uh is challenging because once he gets in the music right then it's like he's forgotten <laughs> yeah, 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 he's yeah. gone full jam yeah. and you're like no 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 no, no. <laughs> yeah unfortunately we play like folk like singer songwriter so he's not like uh, uh, you know the guitar <laughs> and uh yeah so we basically we we did some out actually outside we did some just like playing very delicately with us sitting on the floor looking away from him and then he would kind of come over and explore and so we had tom just doing the guitar and then i was giving you know giving joe things to do in the space so doing kind of like parallel play just to have it be boring mm-hmm. uh, i tend to really do rather than counter conditioning where it's like more open bar of like you see the thing and here's a treat mm-hmm. when it's something that's just going to be in the environment i'd rather they just not care about it rather yeah. than mm-hmm. like you know it goes to like oh there's this thing i have to attune to it's it's like oh well that's just another sound that happens here in this house and oh look there's a toy over here let's do that mm-hmm. that's nice i i i was uh well my first band was like a hardcore type so so my guitar playing i think was probably i i always say i made a i made an art out of being very bad on the guitar um <laughs> so yeah i mean although i have i've got an acoustic guitar but both my dogs were one would get up and leave the room uh not you know they give me a little look before like not again and then and then leave the room um and the, uh, the other one though scooby who i lost a few years ago he used to come and sit like come in quite close he was very intrigued by the sound and the vibrations of the guitar sometimes he would have a little howl along with me um i wasn't sure That's if that dream. was yeah i was I, I always felt like he was enjoying it because he would come he would actively seek to get in closer be very interested he'd have his nose right by the sound hole on the guitar and almost, i just wondered what was going through his little head uh-huh oh, that's fascinating and dogs can hear higher frequencies than we do right they perceive yeah. a lot higher stuff so who knows what they're even hearing they're probably like your guitar is so out of tune grisha like i don't know what they're <laughs> yeah yeah i know that my dogs are definitely saying that to me when i'm singing along to the radio so mm. yeah little bob she she likes um just putting her paw right in my face which is a i i take that as a shh no more singing that we don't need to sing along (laughs) Uh, yes and and just in case any part of you says singing is not okay it totally is singing is our birth we can all sing and so just throw that for anybody (laughs) so you've just we were we were chatting before and you've just come back from a, a a a workshop was it a song workshop it was it was a weekend for um vocal singing so just singing that has maybe some light accompaniment so it's community singing is like a a big movement here i don't know if it happens there and basically people getting together and and uh, sharing songs that they've they've caught as it were so just little short pieces that can be sung in around or Mm -hmm. or however else and it's it was great it was all about like inclusivity and social justice and all of and you know mindfulness and all the things and it was super nourishing and 
I came away very hopeful about the the fate of the world. So sounds great. Sounds good. We need we need some of that, really, don't we? Otherwise, yeah. yeah. We Have you normally... heard of a guy called um, Gareth, Gareth Malone? I'm sorry, say again? Have you heard of a guy called Gareth Malone? Is that his name now? I'm going to get it wrong. He's a, he's a, he's a choir guy in, in the UK. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. I don't know if you can get BBC iPlayer over there. I'll have to send you some details. But he does this. He did this show a few years ago where he, he really um, – wants to sell the power of music and the community and community choirs. And he go he goes to different communities and one of them's in a prison and he he basically helps them compose their own music and oh my god and then they do a show at the end and it's just like wow. It's it's amazing. Um oh that's fantastic. Yeah. But it sounds like just the same sort of stuff really, just celebrating life through song. And it is so powerful and it's it's a it's a way to teach, it's a way to share, it's a way to recognize that we're all recognize our common humanity and also not just humanity, because right, the birds were kind of singing with us, we were outside. And, mm-hmm. and uh Aaron Johnson was there. He's the founder, co-founder of Grief to Action, which is this okay. amazing space in Arizona, I think, or maybe Nevada, that is uh it's a a black owned black led uh grief space for teaching you know building community and teaching mindfulness and teaching action and teaching outdoor mm-hmm. skills and all kinds of things and uh <clears throat> yeah it was just a really lovely space this weekend and very uh you know recognizing that all of our nervous systems could use mm-hmm. uh some soothing mm-hmm. and that a lot of the world's problems would be a lot easier to solve if we were um you know, putting a lot of attunement into that. So that's, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the things I I I, I love jamming on. <laughs> so <laughs> it's nice to bring some songs to that as well. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a common thread through a lot of your work and, and things that I've heard you talk about before is that sort of mindfulness aspect and how you um, put that forth in dog training as well. It's obviously something you're really, really passionate about, the human side as well as the canine side as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I I really love that quote. It's attributed to Viktor Frankl mm-hmm. of inserting a space between stimulus and response. Yeah, I love that quote. Yeah. And, right. And in yeah. that space lies our freedom. And that is true for dogs as well as humans. And so by like the bat process or or the mindfulness work that I do or that I share with folks, it's really about like, how do we get to get a, a skill set to regulate our nervous system so that we can then attune to the way that we are interacting with the outer world. How can we learn to listen to our dogs, pay attention to our dogs, you know, listen with all of our senses to what are their needs? Uh, because needs are not in conflict. It's just the strategies that are. And so when we have dogs who are showing aggression, barking, growling, lunging, or, or fleeing, right? All of those are strategies to feel safe, mm-hmm. right? And so then coming up with um creating an environment in which they do feel safe enough to come up with other strategies it's that from a human point of view it's that space bit that i struggle with (laughs) it's that 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 like you know there never seems to be a space (laughs) like for me do you know what i mean but i I totally get it from the dog point of view but i can't enact that in my life that well it seems you know it's it's that's also a skill to practice and it can happen bit by bit and by doing it with ourselves we can also grant that to others more with more grace 
Mm. And so, you know, learning how to say no. And there's a great book called Essentialism by Greg McEwen on, and it has a whole section on like different ways you can say no to opportunities that sound amazing. And that yet also will take so much of your time that you don't then build in your self-care routine. Right. And and do you mean like physical space or time space? I mean, See? I mean, both, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that I, what the quote again, the Frankel quote It's uh, repeat it again. Sorry. I've forgotten. Um, I think it's like between stimulus and response, there is a space and in that space lies our freedom. Yeah. So Something you like can that. make a choice within that space. Can't you have how, how you're going to react to a stimulus, that kind of thing it's that it's that moment i think without this becoming a ther- uh, oh okay yeah without it Great. becoming a so, therapy session for steve but oh that's right I love it. how are you doing with this nat yeah fine fine i do- <laughs> I, I I always just liken it to to just a breath, really, isn't it? It's about slowing things down. I know I know that's where Steve's coming from because he's he, you're going through a bit of a everything needs to slow down a bit at the mm. moment, aren't you? Which is good because I, I think am. we um I I just wrote down essentialism as well because it sounds like I need that in my life because I cannot say no to things. I'm just like oh sounds good yeah and then I wonder why I'm sat down for a week and my brain is buzzing and (laughs) it's hard isn't it yeah it is and it's it's definitely a skill to cultivate and it feels sort of awkward at first and anytime that there's that there that you try to say a no to an you know opportunity or something else and you get this sort of pushback or people get angry it just means that you especially needed to set a boundary there like yeah, yeah. it just it's just validates that like oh if they're if they're not receiving this no well then it's it's also like they're they're probably energy vampires in sort of more ways than that mm. so that, that's their work to work on not your responsibility and of course you can't say like no i hate you right that one probably <laughs> isn't gonna land well uh, but uh saying things like i i i want to prioritize the activities that I've already said yes to, but thank you for the opportunity. And -and so-and-so would be able to help you really well. And so then you've got this networking thing that just happened, which is great, right? And especially if we can include diversity in that, that's even better. And then it's also like, you haven't just made an excuse like, oh, I'm too busy right now, right? Which is not, like, it's partially you're too busy, but you're just not interested enough in prioritizing it and just owning that, right? Because otherwise the same person comes back to you next week with the same ask and you're like, oh, wait, yeah, (laughs) you just sort of kick the can down the road. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I love the networking point because I I think a lot of us um, do say yes to things because we worry about, well, who's going to get asked instead? Mm. Um, And it could be someone that uses methods we don't agree with or, or whatever, but having people you can then refer it's what it's all about really isn't it exactly exactly there's, there's plenty of dogs to go around so yeah. just sharing it with the, the abundance mindset really helps with that yeah and and steve to, to circle back to your the putting the space in there honestly it's you know just like when you're teaching uh sit stay right and it and it just takes like repetition mm-hmm. and and you know putting it in distracting environments and putting it in this environment and making sure that you know it's it's okay if the dog gets up, we just ask him to sit back down again. It's not like, 
bad dog, right? Yeah, sure. Mind, mindfulness practice, like a daily practice. I cannot like stress enough that like, or emphasize enough that how important that is. Um, I actually recently um, told my team, I will pay you for the, the minutes that you meditate for the month of, I think it was uh, April. Like I will pay you for those minutes up to, you know, X amount because it's so important. It's just, it's critical. Um, so getting yeah. yourself to have it. What? That is forward thinking. Yeah. Sorry, Steve, I keep interrupting. No, you. no, I no, just, no, no. It's I, I think um, where I've seen mindfulness try to be like knitted into the workplace, often it's like, I'm going to have a chat with us on your lunch break. It's like, well, my lunch break is my lunch break. I'm going for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want to sit and listen to a mindfulness talk when I could be in the garden watching the birds. <laughs> so, so, yeah, making it part of the actual day. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. And like I, we have Headspace, Headspace for work or something like you can buy little packs of that. Uh, which we use uh, so like each of the people get a membership and that way we have like stuff to talk about so we can Mm -hmm. we share you know I watched I listened to this one and and recognizing you don't have to be sitting even though in meditation we call it sitting like you can be laying down you could be walking you can be gardening and just anywhere you can weave in mindfulness and ultimately it just becomes part of who you are like right now I'm doing a body scan while we talk so what so by body scan you mean sort of like just being aware of your body like you know that is that what body scan is or thank you for for asking that i'm sorry for the lack of clarity there no, so okay. body scan no this is a great question so uh basically it's like sort of like if you think like an mri kind of going through your body sort of top to toe and i that's how i sort of visualize it is is i'm feeling the sensations that the nerves in that place have to offer me. So I'm, I'm putting my attention in that. So I'm like starting at the top of my head and feeling my ears, feeling my forehead, you know, and I, if there's a muscle that wants to relax, I can do that. And just sort of scanning very slowly down. And one of the things that that does is that as I'm talking, if I feel like, oh, my, my, you know, my belly is really tight or my chest is really tight or whatever it is, then I can put you know, a little attention into breathing. And then, Mm. which I'm going to do now. And then what I bring is, is more authentic. It's more in the moment. Uh, It's less defensive and therefore potentially less offensive to someone because I might be triggered by something. Okay. That's really interesting. I, I remember I, I have tried to do things like meditating before, um, I quite got into Alan Watts at one stage. Um, uh, yeah. I love listening to him. Um, and that that point, you know, at the beginning when you're doing like a guided meditation and they, they do like the body scan type thing quite often, don't they, in headspace and things like that. And I always used to notice when when I'd get to my jaw, my jaw always seemed to be really, really tight. And they'd be like, oh, relax your jaw. And I'd feel like my whole jaw had flopped off my body if I tried to relax <laughs> it. I was like, I can't, can't actually even fathom the amount of tension that I hold in my jaw sometimes. Mind blown, absolutely mind blown. But I like the idea of uh, mindfulness being um, like a walk. Uh, as Nat kind of alluded to a second ago, I've I've been really trying to slow down my walks with my dogs recently because I realised that they become these kind of 
I'm, I'll make it sound worse than it is here. I will. But they become these kind of like circuits of like, I'm going somewhere. I'm doing a circuit of a place. A beautiful, wonderful place, but still there's a time and I and I should be here by here and I should be here by then. And and um, I've, I've got a rescue Newfoundland called Peaches and she's a big, big dog. Um, I want to talk to you later about your lead system, actually, because I'm intrigued by that. But um, she requires quite a lot of... Um, of me keeping an eye on the environment, like what's around and, you know, who's coming up around next and, you know, what's going on around the corner. And I decided, I just decided recently that I'm just going to slow that down because I was feeling a bit tense about it all. And I've had some wonderful, wonderful walks and it led up to me doing this Facebook post about slowing down. You know, when you get inspired and you're like, oh, I, I found this new thing and it's changed my world. So I wrote this Facebook post, which went down really, really well. The day after I wrote this Facebook post, I had the worst walk with peaches ever. <laughs> she dis disappeared after a rabbit into some brambles. Um, you jinxed yourself. Oh, my She's God. Read, like, had a... read that and gone, right, I need to up the ante. Yeah. <laughs> but it, what, what it made me feel is, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because um, just bringing it back to dog training and not not um, psychology Steve with Steve. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> When we talk to guardians, um, that those those that one walk, even even though I'd had two, maybe three weeks leading up to that, that one walk, that one walk was writ large in my mind. It was like, oh, that was a a failed walk, and you know, and it, actually nothing that bad really even happened. It's just I went out all like this is going to be relaxing and calm. And if I'm being honest, I could kind of I was picking up on her cues right from the second we got out the van. I was like, her nose was up. There's obviously been a lot of animal activity in the area that um, that I'd walked. I was second guessing myself as well. I was like, because mm, I let her off lead and I should have kept her on a long line a little bit. You know, when you second guess yourself and then you unclip the lead and you think, this is going to go great. Um, and it doesn't go so <laughs> great. My was like, are you really sure? <laughs> yeah. But it made me really empathize with um, with guardians that I work with because you, you, you they yep. could have a whole week of okay walks and then one big, you know, reactive blowout and and that ruins your entire week doesn't it absolutely right we have a negativity bias as humans which mm. makes sense right so because that's mm. how we you know if if there's a tiger we only get one chance to remember that there's a tiger there so we're going to pay attention and yeah and and that just means that the the style of of walking that you're doing or the you know the the mindfulness you're bringing to it just double down on it. So mm. more of it is, is great. And it's a practice. So yeah. And, and give yourself some grace, right. Which I'm sure you have <laughs> yeah. and, and to allow, you know, but to recognize that our clients do have a, a hard time with that as well. So, yeah, it's, um, uh, I think preparing people for the idea that like, there's going to be ups and downs, like this is not a perfect journey. And I wrote a blog post that I originally titled, I hate my dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I changed it to, I hate my dog's reactivity to sort of soften it. But in the moment I was like, I hate this dog. Mm. I mean, I would hate it's a stronger word, but really that it actually was feeling like I didn't want harm to come to the dog, but I was like, I don't know that I want to keep this dog. And yeah. it was new, new to me. And, you know, it was just, it's very humbling. And uh, yeah, it was just, and it was, uh, you know, coming full circle to, okay, I need to do more management. Dog needed to not be off leash in that moment. I needed to actually put my training 
my trainer hat on and not my like la 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 walking through the forest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Humble, humbling is the word, isn't it? I think that's really, mm. I think that's really uh, not a week goes by where I'm not, where I don't come crashing down to earth in some humbling reality. Uh, one of your songs, actually, Grisha, one of your songs today really struck a chord with me. Um, is it One Breath at a Time, I think? Yeah. It felt, yeah. And, and I know this is subjective to people listening, but it felt to me like it was talking about that kind of imposter syndrome when it starts to invade your brain and you start, you know, telling yourself these stories. And, you know, I thought that was a really good song. I love the other, the, the Bat song as well, from a dog's point of view. That's really, that's clever because that hit me right in the feels, that one did. Um, <laughs> nice. I think I wrote down. Thank you. I've got loads of notes here, but I wrote, oh yeah, I'll get there when I get there. Wait for me, my friend. I love that. Has, oh, yes, I this, like that. This path we walk will work for you, but not yeah. for me today is part of the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for this road you walk. Yeah. And it, I, I, and of course, you know, it's, it's a, it's like a triple entendre. It has many meanings to it. Teenagers particularly seem to like that song a lot as well. Yeah. Um, so, and, uh, yeah. And, and imposter syndrome is something that we, I think it's like 70% of people have or 70 or 80. Like it's a, it's a lot, maybe it was even 90. I don't know. It's higher than one would expect. Yeah. And this idea that like, you know, we don't deserve whatever it is that we're doing. Like we're not skilled enough. We're not X, Y, Z enough. And so that's, yeah, that's one of the reasons we have a, a whole webinar on it on the the website. We also have one on boundary setting. So in case you need that. Ah. Yeah, I need, I need that in my life. Definitely. Um, What's your but, nick, nat, Nat's nicknames? Natty 12 jobs, isn't it? Yeah. Natty 12 jobs. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have too many jobs. Um, <laughs> I think that's why, I think I, I really uh, do suffer from, you know, catastrophe syndrome and overanalyzing and all that stuff. That's why I love dogs so much or non-human animals. I love so much because you look at them uh, as long as there's not been too much, trauma or development issues I mean even with Drax my big wolfhound who now he's just like yeah I'll give it a go yeah I can do that and <laughs> I, I watch my little tortoise as well and she's like yeah I can climb that I'm off and it's like she did, I just love the resilience and the obviously it's an individual thing but I think I can lose myself in that a lot easier than I can lose myself in humanity so <laughs> I tend to focus on that so yeah that's why I need to work on on some of those skills to to is, sort of love my species a bit more. Maybe <laughs> I'm a bit yeah. too much on them sometimes. I, yeah, I've I've definitely fallen in love with the human species a lot over the last like maybe five to ten years, and it's. Uh, I mean, I think one thing is like your tortoise and your dog are surrounded by because of the training style that you do and the lifestyle that you have. Right, their life is mostly reinforcement base right every so often yeah, they, they don't have to you know, jump off it. of something and hurt themselves so there's some punish you know environmental punishment there uh and but you've created a, an environment in which it it is easy to be easier to be brave and curious mm -hmm. and and that's the work we do and so then trying to do that for our little inner border collie is yeah. nice <laughs> so yeah i have a class called how to human and i think there's a there's a drawing that uh, denise omar did of uh, the border collies in our head so i love that but, uh, that's great. it really that's helps to actually think of that because then we bring more um kindness to to that like shame is a huge stopper of 
of growth. Um, and so it's like, I'm really trying to attune myself to noticing anytime I either shame myself or someone else, even just in the very tiniest of ways. Mm -hmm. And to be like, Ooh, there's an opportunity here to like dig up, um, a, a way of thinking. And so I like to use, I have this, it's a phrase, it's a frozen phrase, but, um, fresh words. This is something I came up with to remind myself to use new words every time I want to describe something and in oh. do in so doing, right. It like pulls up these, all these, these beliefs that I'm like, Ooh, I, I thought that like 10 years ago or 40 or 42 years ago or whatever it was. Um, is that still true? And so anyway, I love the Somewhat fact related to what we were just talking about. No, no, it's no. great. I, I make up lots of words. You'll find this as we talk more. There are a lot of natisms. Our students are always saying, that's the nat word, isn't it? It's like, well, yeah, Bim bimble bimbling. is a real world. Bim bimble <laughs> yeah. means something to me, at least. Bimbo? Bimble. Bimbo. Bimble. 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 <laughs> I was like, bimble already means something. <laughs> Bim bimbling along. Uh, bimbling along in life. Yeah. <laughs> my husband and I have uh so the place we live we call it the butterfly farm and so the butter we have a butterfly farm vocabulary list that we keep on our phones like oh that's a new vocabulary <laughs> amazing yeah. well I would be honored yeah, but, if Bimbling made it nice. <laughs> <laughs> I will mention that. Yes. yeah and by fresh words I largely mean like also just even the same actual words but putting them in different orders because once we have a um, the one thing that separates us from dog or the non-human animals is this verbal aspect, mm -hmm. right? And so we tend to freeze things in story. And like, if you really listen to yourself, tell a story of things that happened in the past, or you're teaching to a dog training class, sometimes there can be these frozen phrases or like a whole cluster of the story that's just like on repeat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's much more interesting to other people when you switch it up and it's, it helps process things and and empower so yeah yeah it's kind of that that we talk about that a lot i mean that that patter that you have don't you the story that you mm -hmm. go to the analogy that works in this situation you're just like there, there's one there i'm gonna pick that one out of that one and yeah mm -hmm. so that's really interesting so changing that up again though that sounds quite challenging that does i, I guess every, and nothing nothing that's worth doing is what's that quote i don't know you know that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah shouldn't yeah. be easy and, 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 <laughs> Yeah. And it's, I sort of had a picture in my head of, as you were describing, that's like, it's challenging and yes, it is. And it's a lot like, like if you imagine walking a dog along a road that they are very familiar with and like somebody's fence is coming up that has a dog barking behind it. And so like the magnet effects effect starts mm -hmm. to happen and your dog is drawn that way. That's kind of like verbally, we get to these places where it's like, oh, and that reminds me of this story. And that's like that border collie in your head going, oh yeah, this one, let's do that. And like, and then you cycle through the, that yeah, variation. Yeah. And so recognizing that, and sometimes it takes a partner to help you to say like fresh words, like, could you tell me, you know, I, I do want to hear this, but could you process it with fresh words? Nice. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's kind of, that, that makes me actually think about the, it's a nice little work around back into talking about bat here because one thing that I like about bat is it seems to constantly be evolving. You know, it's never, it's never stand still, does it? It's started one place and it's about, I think you're, although there isn't a 3.0 book, but you're now comfortable to call bat 
3.0. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a there's an intro to 3.0 webinar and there's a book in progress and it won't replace 2.0. It'll just be a kind of a booklet to an addendum yeah. really with the, yeah, exactly. That we'll talk about the attachment work and the new leash skills and that sort of thing. It's really healthy and refreshing because I think, and, and also kind of at odds with publishing <laughs> because you think, yes. okay, well, you Every book should come with a disclaimer that this was true at the time. This is what I felt at the time. Um, and it's not like, you know, there's been a, a whole crossover from um, horrible things to, you know, more welfare friendly things. But that we're always going to be changing our minds about how we feel about things. We might experience things and we might meet a dog or several dogs that make us question all of the training that we've done before. Um, and I think it's, I think that is a really good industry recognized um, kind of demonstration of that because you haven't just gone, bunk, there you go. I'm going to teach that for the next 30 years and then retire. Um, right. and, yeah. and I think. You can't think of anything more boring uh, <laughs> and, and also yeah. like, like unlife affirming, right? Because we are, yeah. we are. If I have a religion, it's really like the religion of learning that like we are all capable of learning. And yeah, if I didn't get to also be a learner, that would be really frustrating. Yeah, I I completely get that. And I I watch a lot of comedians. I really like stand up. And one of the kind of mind blowing things for me was when I realized that they're not just making it up on the spot. It's a script. It's something that they have practiced probably a million times and are doing a million times on tour and like you say about that like, I couldn't think of anything more boring I'm sure things fall into place and there are little nuances but mainly it it's kind of more like a play isn't it with with laughs, <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly yeah and and when things start to be become perf- performative right like that so there's a script and it's being performed it's yeah it's it's uh it's really hard to be in that space. Like even going and I'm sorry, we're, we've switched a little from dog training and maybe let's see if I can get this story to circle back, but <laughs> even going to like a grocery store and there's like a routine of like, you ask how was your day or whatever. And like, you know, the sun is shining and you talk about that. And like, so you've kind of had this like script of you sort of interacted as humans, mm-hmm. but you didn't. Right. Yeah. And so I like messing with the script. So I go in and I say, have you read any good books recently? And then I just wait and like, and they're like, you can like, they blink like a couple of times and they're like, oh, oh, you're talking to me, like the human. Yeah. Hold on. Accessing, you not know, the t- and- not the till robot. <laughs> yes. <do you laughs> right. Want back? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And of course, honoring that they may be in such a state that like they don't really want to be able to answer you. And so I I use sort of like bat type skills to be like, you know, (laughs) I'm not pressuring you. Right. Um, But yeah. And it's so like with our our clients there, there's a level of interaction we can have and there's a deeper level of interaction we can have Mm -hmm. and um, shifting past like I need my dog to do this because that's the script that they've been given of I have to have a dog who sits and stays and does these things to actually what do you want what does living in community with your dog mean to you yeah that's powerful that is because i for me it's not about like you know i don't want 
and I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with this, by the way, but I'm I'm not after dogs that can, you know, jump over objects and do incredible bite work sessions and things like that. I just I just want them to be happy and, you know, and, and enjoy their life and be as, as dog as they can possibly be within the environment that they have found themselves in. Um but yeah, it's it, it's um it's a tricky one, isn't it? It certainly is. You bring it into what you talk about comedians, actually, and coming back to sort of like the bat and evolving. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting with comedians because they 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 do a set, don't they? They learn a set. And then once they've like released a special or done a couple of tours, it's done. They have to go straight yeah. back to the drawing board and then recreate all of that out again and then rinse and repeat that process. So it must be quite, from a creativity point of view, it must be quite intense. And also, I, I mean, I like the sort of music that I do now is totally improvised. And I really love that freedom. But there's nothing scarier. But there's also nothing as rewarding as that on top of that. Um, so yeah. I think those those different types of creativity, I think bringing creativity into the dog training, well, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit of how much of an art it is sometimes. Yeah. You know, you think of um, like modernism and and the whole basis around modernism is to sort of take take an existing thing and then build off of the top of it. That's basically dog training. We're all standing on the shoulders of these amazing giants and bringing that, circling that back round to bat. If you think, you know, uh, this is my very Steve understanding of it. I'm probably going to get this all wrong, but you have like sort of like look at that or what I would call engage, disengage type behaviours. And then there's cat, so many things in dog training isn't there lat bat cat um nah nah <laughs> it's interesting to yeah, see so if you develop a technique you can call it nah i can call it nah <laughs> it involves bimbling around and not really doing bimbling. a <laughs> bimble with nah exactly i find it really interesting <laughs> how, like it's, how it's gone sort of like classical operant almost like I don't know if this is right and if you'd agree here, but I think bat is almost there's so much ethology coming into it, isn't there? Like a like um yeah. thinking about the way a dog moves and, and the the social aspect you, of you it. Can't, yeah, you can't know when when to encourage the disengage if you can't read the body language. And that's ultimately what it all comes down to, isn't it? A a decent conversation, good observations, um and you know, some skills to problem solve with your client. And we we were talking with our students last week, actually, about that a lot of our job is normalising canine behaviour and saying, mm-hmm. well, yep. <laughs> and, and also saying, is that a problem for you? You know, mm-hmm. um, I've been working with people long enough that I'm happy to say that. But I think when, when you're new and starting out, it is, it's, it is confidence building to have a bit of a script to fall back on but you know we really want to encourage people to you know just be themselves they know a lot about dogs they're there to solve some problems it doesn't need to be um as you know bells and whistles and staged as we sometimes put put it and I think clients often want to give us this big list of everything their dog does wrong because they feel that pressure they're they're shaming themselves by saying it out loud to us Mm. and if you don't listen carefully enough you can um accidentally misinterpret that interpret that as them wanting help with those things but actually Mm. most of those we could 
if we normalize them you know well yeah my dogs go on the sofa oh yeah they do this and anyone that meets my dogs knows they're all bonkers but they're happy and they come back so I'm allowed to let them off the lead they're they're my main kind of life things um I'm babbling because I love talking about dogs sorry (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that Uh, so uh, all of that like the the insight there, I think there's a, a big gem, which is that when people are sharing what's going on with their dog, that they don't want all of those things fixed. And I remember yeah, as a new trainer 20 years ago of being like, oh, they're, they've asked for help here, but they've named all these other things. And I see those as problems. So I'm going to like help them fix those. Mm-hmm. Right. And versus like, actually, what, what do they need help with? Right. And this is part of like, all interactions like social justice work it's part of like relationship of you know what does the person in front of you actually need and and sometimes there is a deeper thing going you know that you're like well actually this is related to this is related to this and this thing that they're not really worried about could be dangerous or you know that's part of being an experienced trainer as well mm-hmm. and um or that if they just address this one issue all the rest of them would would be easier right and so like giving people, I don't think very, I think very few people complain to me, like, I don't think that my dog and I have a secure attachment, right? They don't come with that, right? And so, right. And so me going, well, actually, this is a really good foundation that nobody's, you know, they're not necessarily aware of. If we work on that, then all of these other things will be so much easier. Mm -hmm. And, and it helps normalize that behavior. You know, it's part of that process as well. And, and uh, yeah. And, uh, I think Steve, your original question was sort of like, how did, or you were kind of talking about the evolution of, mm. of that and that it is more, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of ethology in it. And one of the things that I loved when I taught at uh, Clicker Expo Luminos with uh, Ken Ramirez is he said, he's like, Oh, I finally get it. Like bat is really teaching. It's a, it's a system for teaching people communication with their dogs, like how mm. to read their dogs and and what to care about basically like how to like how to adjust that um and so i'm i'm maybe misphrasing him but like that that concept that bat actually really is a is a communication education tool for mm-hmm. caregivers which felt really good yeah yeah they're like frame those words it's <laughs> <was> brilliant yeah. <laughs> So let, can we talk a little bit about, um, for people that listen that might not know exactly what BAT is, and I know it's a huge topic, could you describe it? Is there in a, you know, is there an easy way to describe it? So the, the elevator pitch or the, the lift yeah. pitch. Do they call it a lift pitch? That wouldn't make any sense. because No, weirdly, lift. it's still called an elevator, an elevator pitch. pitch yeah. though if, yeah. if, if a British person said, shall we get the elevator? Everyone would go, What? Right. Yeah, it's not. It's not something we use. Yeah, in we, normal we also language. get elevator music as well, don't we? We still have. That oh yeah, we well, do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but no elevators. But no yeah. elevators. <laughs> yeah, I love idioms. They're fun. And yeah. So anyway, the short pitch for for what bat is or short description is that it's it's a a way of helping. Oh, let's see. What is it? Jeez. Um, it is a, it's a, it's a system for teaching dogs that they are able to navigate social situations that they might have trouble with now. So the, the caregiver's main role is to learn how to use a long line so mm-hmm. the dog can have freedom and that there's still safety 
and control when you need it. And then also to read body language enough to know when the dog is okay and when they need your help. And most of the time the dog is actually okay and we can just follow them around. And sometimes they're walking in a straight line toward danger. And that's the time when kind of that magnet has, has kicked in, right? That's sort of the border collie in your, you know, similar, like the border collie in our mind, suddenly focusing on, on this sort of repetitive behavior pattern. Um, and so once we see the dog kind of walking in a straight line toward what we call the trigger, the other dog or the person, then um, we'll do a slow stop. So we'll slowly bring the dog to a stop and just give them that chance to do the pause between stimulus and response Mm -hmm. and for them to go, hmm, I'm taking an information. So you see them sniffing and their ears are wiggling and their, their tail should be not like rising up, but sort of just, you know, it might lift a little bit, but it's not like, oh my God, I'm locked and, you know, ready to, to jump on something. And so learning, okay, this is when it's time to call the dog away. This is when it's time to wait, or, you know, maybe give some, some words of, of comfort, um, which is more part of 3.0. And there's not a, a massive amount of food used within bat. Um, you yeah. use mo- mostly the, the functional reinforcement of getting out of the situation or changing the situation or, or the empowerment, I guess, of the dog understanding that they can change the situation by maybe using some of their social skills that they, they don't get to practice very often. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, one of the things that will that there's a webinar coming up with, uh, or maybe will have just happened by the time this comes out uh, with Andy Hale talking about bat and the emotional experience Mm -hmm. uh, is that, yeah. So there's like, our job is to sort of handle the exit strategies and help the dog process those. But most of the time it's not with food. Sometimes we'll need food to sort of get them out of a situation, or sometimes we'll do a a process called mark and move where we do use, you know, a click, move away and give a treat. And those are some very specific situations where it's kind of like the the pattern of of choosing to go bark is too strong, like you're working up close or you're working inside of a home. And so there's times when it's like the dog needs a little bit of an assist in order yeah. to make the choices that would would that would serve the situation. So um, I have a story about song camp this go on. weekend that sort of illustrates. Can I share that? Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, please. So, so bear in mind, I'm part of this sort of very loving community. And so this was at a, um, this was a uh, 150 people that were gathered to to sing, right? So our hearts are wide open and, and, and we've just finished the, or this is like the last day and the, the singers or the people, the song leaders have, you know, drained themselves dry, right? Like being able to like bring what they have and, um, all of them that I talked to were experiencing imposter syndrome and I wanted them to know how much we appreciated them and that they belong. Uh, it's a core wound for most of us that we don't belong and, uh, and how appreciative and grateful we were and sort of give some energy back to them. So I suggested we do, um, like a group hug with 150 people and whoever wanted could opt out, right? And so this is part of bat is a lot. There's a lot of consent built into bat, right? Mm. It's like knowing that one can leave whenever, right? Mm-hmm. Is is allows for safety. And so before we got into the group hug, I, I like I suggested it, and then and then I was like, wait, wait, like people need to know that they can get out of this, right? And so I'm like, if anybody raises their hand, or you can tell that anybody next to you is struggling, you raise your hand and we will all let them out. 
and um and I'll tell another little side story in a second and they there were people that joined that that squish that would not have otherwise they told me later that they were like I wouldn't have done that but for knowing that I was able would be able to get out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. That's what we're providing for our dogs in bats. Yeah, that's so I, yeah, I love that because we we get we have this at field work, Steve, where we we start doing, okay, you're gonna you're gonna practice teaching a class, we build it up gradually, but the there's always an opt-out and we make it really clear. And then you suddenly look over and one of the shyer students is teaching a class and you're just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry listeners i did a dance yeah um, i i i uh <laughs> voiced over for you yeah and uh, yeah same same example brilliant and i think we forget about choice dogs have so little choice in their life normally anyway because of you know the social pressures put on them i mean we do too there we go i'm growing as a human already i'm seeing uh how, how much lack of choice we have in our normal lives and mm-hmm. it's it's true it does then stop you from trying things sometimes um and yeah, yeah true with us and our dogs yeah and consent is revocable so right that was part of yeah. what we what we established in that that you know squish is that like they can give consent by putting themselves in the middle of the circle or being in any place in it and being able to say no i revoke consent i'm ready to exit now yeah. And, uh, and I have to say like, so this is part of like, like someone not recognizing whatsoever that this was, um, that this was, uh, kind of like his male privilege. He said, well, what if I don't want to let them out? Like he was only thinking from his, like, but I love them so much. Right. And I'm like, I will elbow you in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, safe space. I've made this, and you are not going to make it unsafe. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. You're, you're gonna receive a little bit of my elbow privilege. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you this. Yeah, and you know, and maybe like in hindsight, I could have said just like, really, and just let it laugh. You know, let that like sit there, right, without the threat of violence. But you know, also, <laughs> I wanted the people to know that like I will protect you, like just like the dogs. Like I I will protect my dogs if I have to. I'm not like going to use punishment to like train anything, but like I will use a foot to like move a dog away, yeah, <laughs> like sure. you know, as sure. gently as I can without mm-hmm. causing harm if I don't have to. But yeah, so I think we've got to the point where we're some of us are scared to say things like that, and you know, I like to be very open and honest. That's why I love it when people meet my dogs, and um, they ask them to sit, for example, and they go, "What?" <laughs> and people go how how can you be a dog trainer and your dog doesn't know how to sit I'm like, well why does she need to know how to sit she's a terrier all she does is sit on my lap that's it and I think you know the more we're open and human about these things then the more we can strive off as a community any negative vibes we get saying oh well they do this with this and you know it's just it's all silliness really social media oh yeah sorry I interrupted you Um, but yeah social media does sort of put the the worst in us and I think it's very easy to project our worst fears on there and and I think that when people 
when there's a situation that people are worried about that they don't have a they don't have a way to deal with it then then violence comes in right mm-hmm. and so um and so it's like in that moment right if someone's like not letting someone out who's panicked i'm going to bring violence in mm-hmm. because you know not like to, an in, intent to harm but like just enough to create safety right and and so people who are i think who are using correction based tools are are doing it because they think they don't see like the things that they care about. They don't see those needs being met with positive training and they, they can be right. Mm -hmm. But, but there's enough of a disconnect and we've put people on such a defensive place by shaming them and, and that it's very hard to receive information from someone who is trying to shame you. It's Mm -hmm. impossible. It's just not what our brains can do. Mm -hmm. I loved your post, um, I think it's a couple of weeks back now, about it, we have a, a, at least I think it was your post, might be misspeaking here, um, but we have a, um, a an e-collar ban coming in in the UK, hopefully, it, was, it looks looking like it's going to happen. And um, I think it was you that, that posted something about this should be a time for, for opening doors and reaching out to other trainers rather than rather than shutting them down and being like, ah, look, we told you now you're, now you're stuffed. You know what I mean? Woo, <laughs> yeah. We won. Exactly, right. Um, yeah. Because we yeah, yeah. Pr- you got to practice what you preach and you? you really have. And, um, and human behavior change. I mean, you're nothing. You've never changed anyone's behavior. I mean, the studies are in, do you know what I mean? Like it's you, right, yeah. right. the data is very clear. Yeah. Right. And we feel it in our own bodies. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a, it's an interesting time in dog training at the moment um these factions and and pushes and pulls and appearances on podcasts being argued about and god knows what else and it's just none of it it's it's interesting to see how the humans react to all of it isn't it um and and when you can be so clear about the vision that you want to be as a as a trainer or behaviorist or someone that's helping an animal but yet so and i've I put myself in this category as well i fall you know, I fall into this category as well, but so, so reactive yourself to all of these things that come in. It's, it's a funny, it's a weird dichotomy. It doesn't, doesn't work that well, does it? You need to, you got to work, got to put the work in is what I'm learning here. I think I need to move yeah. to Oregon is what I'm, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's what I'm getting out of this. Nat. There we Delete go. <laughs> Facebook. Say no yeah. to everything. Buy more dogs or rescue more dogs is what I'm taking away. Get, in, um, get involved in a squish. Yeah, get involved in the squish. Remember to breathe. Think about it. There is a yeah. I think all those are positive things. Raise your hand if you need out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, and and I think to circle that back to like to our own abilities, right? Is like by attuning to our bodies and and being aware that there are different parts of ourselves that like one part of us wants more time and one part of us wants to save all the dogs, right? Or one part of us wants to do this and you know. And, and listening to like some part of us is like raising its hand to be like, I can't handle this right now. Mm. And to honor that and to say, okay, let's, how do we make it so that all parts of me feel safe, right? Mm-hmm. All parts of me belong here. All parts of me can speak up. And because again, just like between people that needs are not in conflict, but strategies are within ourselves, the needs are not in conflict, but the strategies are. And I think the more we do the work, the kinder we can be to each other and the more dogs we can help and the more people that we can help as well. And, and so it's, it's my 
my strategy, like dogs are partially my vehicle for helping people be kinder to all beings, including themselves. That's that's the part of the podcast that I'm going to cut out and put some inspirational, rousing music <laughs> under uh, <laughs> a little uh, mic, mic drop meme attached yeah. to it. That's the one. There it is. <laughs> it's, to be honest, it's achievable as well, isn't it? Because uh, people from all walks of life have dogs. Mm. Mm-hmm. There are in. There are social facilitator. Mm-hmm. So I was in. Um, I was in Tesco today, which is our local supermarket, and I I bumped into three people that I worked with before with their dogs, and I had a. I I forgot to normally in my in my world I've got something in my ears. I'm listening to podcasts or something like that. Um, ironically, about normally about dog training. Um, and uh, <laughs> have you listened to my my podcast yet? I haven't listened to your podcast. Have you got your own podcast? Have you? I have. It's called The Lesson is Love. Hello. Okay. The Lesson is Love. Let me write Writing that down too. Yeah. I've got lots of scribbles here. <laughs> but I forgot my earphones today and I went to Tesco's without. And that normally fills me with dread because it gives, having earphones in gives you an out. Like if people know, if I notice someone and then they notice me, I, I feel like I can just. do <laughs> time to be like, I didn't hear them. Yeah. yeah I can sneak yeah. away. <laughs> I've avoided my own family in Tesco's before because I. <laughs> I, thought, I can't do small talk, but now I've got a strategy. Change it up. Ask it. I like yeah. that. I like that. So I'm going to incorporate that. But I, I bumped into three people today and I had three really lovely conversations. Um, I, bumped, I bumped into the ex-mayor of Southampton. I um, I trained his dog um, or helped him wow. to train his dog. And he stopped me and he goes, he goes, oh, Steve, he goes, oh, a question for you. He goes, well, my dog keeps licking my head, um, crawling up my back and licking my head. He goes, um, why? And I went, I think you've got a salty head. <laughs> <laughs> but he was lovely. I had a lovely conversation with him about, you know, possible reasons and what he can do about it. But, and another three people as well. And I actually, afterwards, I felt really good that I just bumped into these people. And I was like, wow. I was like, I wonder however many other people are walking around this store and have bumped into three different people where, you know, we've affected their lives in some way. I'm sure lots of people have, but it was, it was really, again, a humbling experience and i was like oh i should probably not wear my headphones more often and then as soon as i got right, back in, there you go as soon as i got back in the car put them back in again you know? yeah wow <laughs> right we'll have them maybe around your neck so you have that yeah. you go. you've and you got the out <laughs> got the it, out yeah it's your fiddle just, about strategy isn't it it your is headphones. my fiddle about strategy it's certainly oh. so um yeah. I'm, I'm aware of oh, how I'm much sorry you- i have to can I say one more thing? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, you can say Don't many me. things as you like. I'm you know, conscious of using your time up. I'll sit here all night. It's like a therapy <laughs> session for me. This is. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if with my question of like you know what what are you what are you reading? So if you happen to to use that exact question, just be aware that there are going to be people who answer like I'm not reading anything. Like they have sort of a defensive right because they're maybe shaming mm. themselves about not reading. So have your game face on be ready to not shame them back for like not reading and and you can just say you know or you can ask like was there something in the past you like or any netflix you like like you can just like be ready to pivot if that question like runs nice up tattoos that's my favorite yeah yes that's what a great tattoos i think tattoos are a great way in as well yeah tattoos are different conversation <laughs> yep nice ink Yes. So what I what I think we need to discuss, obviously, is uh, Dog X, because yeah. um, uh, for those of you who don't know, and you will yeah, know, what is that? What is that? You will know by now. Dog X. Dog X is our <laughs> our packed conference, and Grisha Woo. has very very kindly agreed to come over. 
if you're only in person, apart from obviously at superstores and stuff like that when you're going shopping, but your only <laughs> in-person appearance of 2023 where you're going to be opening the Dog X Conference, which is happening on the 8th of October 2023 at Winchester University. Whoop, whoop. Oh, it's exciting. Yes. So exciting. Can you do that date again? 8th of October 2023. Excellent. Just want to make sure I have the right plane tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be, that could be an issue. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever been the to... The hotel room is booked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's exciting as well. Have you ever been to Winchester? Mm, I can't say that I have. I've been to lots of places in the UK, but I, I, I might get there and say, oh, I have been here, but I don't think so. It's a pretty cool place. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of history there. And uh, yeah, it's uh, a lovely little um, city to walk around, isn't it? Nat? Yeah. What's there, I, sh- I should know more about Winchester, but I don't. But there is a big statue. I think it's there's something about the original Knights of the Round Table table. It's not the uh, it's not the original one though, is it? But yeah, but it's the yeah, there's something we, we yeah. should be tour guides. There's <laughs> yeah, something really something about <laughs> King yeah, Arthur. This is the the Nat Bimble tour around Winchester. There's the cathedral. Yeah, the cathedral's cool. Um, there are lots of buskers who mm. are good. Um, nice. I might bring my my guitar. Sometimes I actually yeah. go bus. This is a secret nobody knows that when I go give seminar tours, like sometimes I just go. I have a little headphone thing and my guitar and I stand out and I busk and then I I give the money to another busker when I'm Amazing. Done. That's very cool. That is. That's really, yeah. really cool. And sometimes yeah, people bring me food. I'm like, oh honey, I'm actually I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm playing guitar. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bless them. yeah, that well, you might like Winchester. The acoustics are very good because it's like a mm. downhill um pedestrian only like old cobbled high street so mm. you bounce off all the shops there's some tudory thatched stuff um i'm really not doing winchester justice here <laughs> that's okay we can focus on the some the conference because yeah. that's people let's probably talk, more let's talk about, about dog x instead yeah yes and this, it's fair to clarify it's my only conference appearance yes. i i will reserve the rights and maybe do other things but reserve uh, the right like, to leave the house yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. i can leave the house i might be you know in the state oh, I, I don't know individual. i don't think that was probably in the not but you never know <laughs> my contract said no conferences yes so. <laughs> i thought it said stay inside that's good I'm, oh, uh, wow. I, I do like staying inside i did a, a darkness retreat for five days in the dark wow it was amazing highly recommend it but anyway we were talking about wow wow i did a float i did a float tank thing for my birthday i got a float tank thing for my birthday that was pretty cool how long were you in there was it five days no it was an hour i think it was an hour yeah it was an hour (laughs) yeah it was only an hour but it was it was good it was good never listened so much to my own heartbeat That's what I learned yeah. there. I learned that, I, that you can, I learned that through breathing, I can slow my heart down. I mean, obviously I knew that anyway, but like I learned how to do it because I was quite panicky at the start of it. I was like, do, 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 do. and then I was uh-huh. like, just going to try breathing for a bit. I basically spent an hour working Great on my, it's like, that. like meditation, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's like, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It was very cool. I swear one time in meditation, I, th- so I've looked and this is technically possible, but like I basically, stopped my heart like it was i was like hearing my heartbeat and then like slowing it down slowing it down and then it was just like 
like nothing. <gasps> and then I'm like, I should probably, I should probably start that up again. And then like, I mean, it's quite, it's quite important. It's yeah. quite important. <laughs> this is going to be a very short adventure. So yeah. yeah. She meditated herself to death. Don't, she was so happy. Don't, <laughs> don't do too much of that before the 8th of October, 2023 for yes. the Dog X Sorry, conference. Yeah, back, with... back to the conference. <laughs> I'm yep, a strong yep, yep. life force. I will be there. And uh, yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to it. And and tell me who else is going to be there. I'll go on that. List, list off our... Uh... Oh, gold. Well, we have um, Amber Batson, Dr. Amber Batson, who is a... I really want to meet her in person. Yeah, she's, oh, she's incredible. Yeah. Hilarious. So knowledgeable. Um, I mean, you can just ask her an off-the-cuff, very technical question. She says big words, and it sounds amazing. Um, uh, and Are they so understandable? I think it probably is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you nod along anyway. Um, so, yeah, she she was brilliant. She uh, joined us last year, which was fantastic. She was, uh, uh, also... she was asked by popular demand to come back again. She yeah, was, she was. Hilariously funny as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, we've got... Uh, Sindor joining us from um, India and talking about her her school and you know every everyone that really on the bill has a sort of place in ed- education as well, don't they? So um, she's going to be talking to us about um, barks. dogs that maybe come from yeah barks and dogs that maybe come from um, a sort of street living environment. We have quite a lot of that in the UK where uh rescues are bringing in dogs and how the struggles they might have and how they might be slightly different to a dog that you go and get from a a pet home you know pet bred um we have got uh our lovely friend melissa um who is on your side of the pond she lives in boston maine is that right up that way yeah yeah um she's going to be talking about dogs um, in the city and how they can adjust and interestingly she's recently well probably last year actually moved from a more kind of urban environment into a more rural environment and her dog captain is now sort of behaving differently in different environments because he's used to being an apartment dog um, and now he's got all this freedom um, and it's it's a really interesting example of especially with Sindor's work as well and the street dogs, um, how our perceptions of what a happy life and freedom for a dog is uh, and whether it actually matches up with what they want and need because of their upbringing, etc. Um, and then we've got uh, Ronnie, who is um, one of the head trainers for Canine Partners, who are an assistance dog charity over here. So they um, help people with um, physical disabilities or impairments to um, place dogs with them to help them with physical tasks. I think they also have an autism um, kind of project as well. Mm. But we'll hear more about his work and hopefully have a demo dog to do some of the tasks that they train their, their dogs to help their humans with. Yeah. And I, I just did a, um, my, a, a secret in-person training with, uh, oh, with yeah, a you did. service How did dog go? organization late, recently and to, to introduce Bat to them. And I, yeah, so I'm eager to meet the service dog folks or assistance dog folks. Oh as yeah. Well. There, there's quite a few of them coming and we have, um, 
So we give a discount to anyone working or volunteering for um, a charity. So mm. there's quite a few people from um, Dogs Trust and from Guide Dogs coming as well. So, yeah, you'll get to meet like lots of um, new people that will will love your work and uh, have probably already incorporated a lot of it into their their daily training as well. Um, Leash Belay comes in handy. For that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I want to, um, yeah, it's just jumping in. I want to, are you going to bring one of your little Leash Belay things with you? I'm going to bring a bunch of them actually. So, uh, yeah, so I have an intention to basically bring a whole suitcase full. Um, Count me in. Count me in. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, it's so cool. It's like, and and I love that it it came through before I got the big dog. And so once I had a lab, I'm like, oh my God, how could I do this without? So, yeah. Yeah, we'll We'll set you up a table so everyone can go, go home with one, having parted with their their cash um am i going on too long steve sorry uh-huh. am i uh, uh-huh. okay um so so yeah that's that's you have sort of a time moment at some point but yeah, yeah sorry <laughs> no i don't mean like uh, i'm just getting there um <laughs> and then we <laughs> then we got uh, <laughs> we've got melissa and vicky who wrote a wonderful book um called dogs babies and children and mm-hmm. they are going to talk to us about the potential conflicts of dogs uh, living as uh, companions in households with kitty winks. Um, mm-hmm. Is that Fantastic. everybody? Oh, we do have, you You will probably really appreciate this as well, Gosha. We've got a guy called Grant Sharp. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Grant. He's a, he's a friend of mine and he's a, he's like a double bass troubadour that like tours up and down the country um, singing social songs, um, kind of comedic um, as well. He's done one of my most favorite songs. I have to send it to you because I think you really love it. He's got a song called "Grow" that we always end our podcast with. Um, it's just mm. a it's a beautiful song. You'll re- you'll really like it, I think. Um, but he's going to close us out, do a couple of tunes, um, which would be cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, I look forward to meeting him. And and my husband Tom will be there, so maybe we'll do a little jam. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Good. Yeah. Although I have very little skills. Um, <laughs> last. Last says plug all, on the con- say all guitarists ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, last plug on the conference then, so you can get your tickets at. Um, I have to buy a what's ticket. The website. <laughs> well, you don't have to you buy a to. ticket. Um, we'll we'll probably let you in. I mean, it depends how <laughs> okay. well your busking has gone in Winchester. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think it's dogx.com. No, doggestconference.com. Edit this bit out, Steve. Um, <laughs> don't know my own blooming website, do I? Well, the uh, thing to do is to go into the packed-dogs.com website and you'll find there's a little um, thing on the top, uh, a DogX link, and there's loads of about stuff on there. Um, yeah. Even accommodation link for people if they want to come and stay down for the night and then profiles for all the speakers can be found on there as well. Yeah, that, that sounded quite professional, didn't it? That did. Well done. Right. <laughs> so yeah we're we're absolutely thrilled that you're you're coming over um we're, we're really good friends with jordan shelley as well um Excellent. so yeah i think he might be making planning on seeing him while i'm over yeah he's coming yeah. down i think he's coming down to the conference so um oh brilliant yeah Excellent. that'd be cool he's mm-hmm. a character <laughs> he, is. he does a lot of good in the world yep. he, he certainly does so um 
if it's okay with everyone, I think we'll wrap up then. It's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, um, thank you, Grisha. It's been lovely getting to know you a little bit as well. So yeah. thanks for joining thank us you. and thank you for the conference. Like it's it's amazing and we're we're over the moon. It's gonna be a great day and all the lead up to it, like this podcast. So yeah, yeah. Excellent. hopefully we'll, well be I can't wait and I I might need a squish, just warning you now. Yeah. There will be yep, there will be squishes available. That's why I do conferences. All right. Thank you so much. No, all right. No problem at all. You take care, yeah? Thanks so much. Bye bye. Wow. I feel like Zen like. I do. I want to move. Um I want to move there. I want to squish, and I, yeah. I just want to listen to Grisha, Grisha, and all of her friends and community talk because I feel like I would be a better person if I did that. Yeah, yeah. It's all about like self understanding, isn't it? Yeah. She just seems like a really lovely person, and I can't wait to meet her in the real world. I know. IRL. Uh, I, I, I yeah it's just going to be so exciting um and yeah to have her opening dog x uh i mean what an honor um brilliant excellent i just yeah i can't i cannot wait cannot wait it's going to be fun times you fun say times. what an honor we need to find a clip there's a new clip that greg james is using of a friend of the podcast um old greggy greg greg oh um greggy wallace and it's greggy wallace and it says what an honor <laughs> i'm uh, yeah okay okay i'll try and find that and paste that it good, in was that a good greg impression wow what an honor wow, what an honor wow, look at the wobble on that blamange <laughs> <laughs> is that what you say in shaggers meadow <laughs> nice nice touche Right, um, uh, Nat, have you have you got the need for questions in your life? Actually, I'm feeling in an answery mood. Well, it gives me the opportunity to play our world famous question sting. So let's go and look in our question sack. <laughs> that's yeah, not yeah. Anyway, I need to rephrase Ooh. that, don't I? <laughs> uh, Here we go. Fine. Question, 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 question. Back by popular demand. Um, questions. <laughs> questions. Um, uh, I reached out uh, to our lovely bookshelvers and we got a, a lovely response, actually. We um, did. So um, we've been we've been uh, given a question by someone. I recognise her name. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I can't quite place it. Uh, Patricia McConnell? Oh, that rings a bell with me, actually. I'm sure it will come to me later. I'm sure yeah, it will. Maybe she's a client. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, I mean, how great is it to get a question from Patricia McConnell? Um, uh, on your like like uh, something from the Twilight Zone? Hi, Trish. <laughs> Slap me with a kipper and butter me up. I am. Exactly. And take me down to Shagger's Meadow. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited. So, um, uh, so Patricia has asked talk about expectations not on dogs but on owners i hear so much angst and guilt from people not feeling like the perfect companion for their dog 
Hmm, what a yeah, what a Oh yeah. I mean we've we've covered some of these some of these topics actually, ironically, in the interview of Grisha. So um yeah. hopefully Patricia has a listen and um because uh, uh, we kind of go into this, don't we? But oh god, I, I yeah. I mean it's huge, isn't it? I think everyone feels yeah. that. Yeah, I, I just um I think I, I also think it's uh, conversations not to kind of shy away from. Yeah. Because um sometimes you know we're the only real dog person in that person's life and actually they need someone to lean on a bit and say you know I feel guilty about this or I'm not sure if I'm doing this right yeah. so yeah it's it's always sad when there's angst or um expectations aren't being met from either side you know yeah. sometimes people get a dog and it's a completely different experience to what they were expecting yeah um and there's no I always try to go in, you know, judgment free with what people have used in the past training wise, yep. um, how they live with their dog. You know, it's 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 up to them, really, what works. And unless there's a, a welfare concern, then usually I can kind of make it work with what they what they have and what the skills they have and the time they have and. You know, I don't know about you, Steve-O, but I I feel guilty about my dogs all the time. And I know I give them an amazing life, but I do, you know, I, I also have to work. And, yeah. you know, every second of every day is not revolving around them, which they would probably quite like. I, I suspect that most of the people that are feeling these sort of feelings are doing a bloody good job you know yeah um because just the fact that you are concerned anyway sort of leads me to think that you know their 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 welfare is writ large in your in your head um yeah i feel it the same i feel the same i i um i remember saying the other day i I had these plans to go out and do a little bit of scent work stuff um with both of our dogs i was just gonna go out for five minutes with each of them and i never got it and i said to corin you know you sort of like talk through your woes, through your partner. I said to Karen, I never got a chance to go out with them today. I was like, bad dad. I'm a bad dad. And Karen was like, just stop guilting yourself. Do you know what I mean? They've had a lovely day. Yeah. They've both been out for a walk. You know, they, they, they're great. They're snoozing away. They're absolutely content. Yeah, I I want to throw a bit of uh, extra guilt on the fire for, me, for myself. <laughs> yeah. And it's stupid. I don't think I'll ever get out of the habit of doing it. But Karen's absolutely right. Um, you know, wh- why put that extra pressure on myself when everything you know i'm getting up at you know because it's hot at the moment over in the uk i'm getting up at like quarter six to go and walk the new fee so she doesn't overheat you know that's that's dedication that is um but i'll still feel guilty at the end of the day because she's gone out so early and then not gone out you know that i need to be doing other stuff and when i can i do i do do but also she's very happy just to lay flat on the floor sparkoed all day you know because (laughs) because <laughs> that's what she likes to do, find a cold spot on the floor and just lay down. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's a, it, it's huge, isn't it? It's huge in the profession of dog training and dog behaviour. It's huge in in, in the, the guardianship, the caregiving of dogs. Um, but like I said, I think it just, it belays that, that these people are, they care. And people who care, I like. Also, yeah. there's, a, there's a great quote. I think it's Steve Mann. 
I'm pretty sure it's Steve Mann. If it's not, I'll have to I'll have to look it up. But it's something along the lines of he he there's two kinds of owner, you know, um, one that don't care, and the other lot that he sees that have got enough guilt to start their own religion. You know, it's <laughs> that that's what you end up as a dog trainer. You end up talking to a lot yeah. of people, and a lot of a lot of the skills as a dog trainer is 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 the art of listening because people just want to be listened to and heard. Um, yeah. And I think that's a really important skill to have, you know, rather than trying to be, you know, immediately thinking you're going to put fires out when people are talking at you and how how can I solve this? What skill do I have in my toolkit that's going to solve this problem? A lot of the time people just want to vent and you to understand that it's frustrating living with their dog. Um, so I think that sort of active listening skill is is a really important one. Yeah, definitely. And um I did have another thought that I was going to say, but it's just gone out of my head, I'm afraid, because I was watching a, a pigeon in the pond um, and listening to you. So and what I'm going to do is I'm just going to keep talking until... Drag it there out. It is, there is it? it is, there it is. Seamless. I don't think anyone will notice that. Um, it's the same with imposter syndrome, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. If yeah. you're thinking it, then you're probably the kind of person that, is ethical and considering everything and you know if yeah. you never if you never think oh I'm not sure about that then there's you maybe you too far the other way i see it so often with um some of our students as well that are so, uh, so nervous or so worried but they're but they're all awesome do you know what i mean and you're yeah. like ah oh, you you're, you're great you're great but yeah. i know you you're i know that you're like this because you care you know yeah. um you know practice makes perfect and all that stuff but Good, that's a good question. Do you think um, Patricia could come back for another question on another? I would love that. We let her? We'll, give her ten, yeah. we'll give her 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Patricia. Thanks, Trish. Right. Um, I'm going to aim this next question at you, oh, gold. Natalie Light. Um, so this is from Hannah Baker. Hello, Hannah. Oh, hi, Hannah. Um, Hannah says, I think that the recent training academy on Channel 4 has really helped to raise the profile of positive training methods, but it can give the impression that after a couple of sessions, all is fixed. What is the best way to explain to clients that in the majority of cases, it's going to take significant time and commitment to achieve change? Oh, good question. And yeah, if you haven't checked out um, the Dog Academy on Channel 4, um, it was great. It was lovely to see some um kind of holistic forward thinking training mm. but i think that that's the nature of tv isn't it mm. you know um there's got to be a problem it's then solved and it's all tied up neatly with a bow i think um some of the cases did lend themselves to a bit of a fix um more than others I remember there was a little chihuahua where um, she was basically a frustrated greeter and they managed to get to a point where safely they could introduce her to another dog and they had a little play and it was really, really cute. Yeah. Um, and the owners were just so lovely hmm. and clearly doted on their dog. So sometimes it is like that. But, yeah, other times, most of the time, it's, you know, we're looking at, um, months of work I really don't like putting timelines on things though no. and I know we've discussed this before with our students but it you know if I say if I see sorry um like guaranteed results in x amount of weeks yeah 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 it kind of really puts me off because I'm like well I don't know that dog I don't yeah. know the situation I don't know how much time the owner has to put in 
Um, it really is how long uh, there's, there's a bit of a, a joke. I think it's uh, Suzanne Clothier who just go, it depends, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that I know it sounds a bit of a cop out answer, but it does. It depends on so much stuff. Like, you know, if you throw it back and think about it in another way, how long did it does it take a human to be able to read? Yeah. You know, if we're yeah. talking about like, I don't know, loose lead walking. You can kind of look at the comparisons there. There's so many different factors um, that it's it's hard to say. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think having that, you've you've also got to make sure that goals are realistic and give people some quick wins to keep them on board. So, I think um, part of that is you know all the client skills and the relationship that you build and being able to have those conversations and say, look, you know, this is. This is I'm going to help you to live with your dog better. These yeah. are things that you will need to continue doing. Sorry, I'm rambling on. No, I think that's gold. And I I um quoting you as well from something you said recently that that really sort of um struck me is, you know, what what we need to do is also normalize these things a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. and how and normalizing how a dog behaves not not how we want them to behave how does you know how does being a dog what does that look like being able to normalize those things uh for guardians is a real skill i'm going to slightly disagree a little bit with hannah here because the episodes that i watched okay there was start middle finish and like you say every tv show needs that but they they did i think put across the idea that there's going to be more work needed on quite a few of the ones that i watched i only watched a couple of episodes i know it's bad but I'm I'm in the middle of re rewatching Lost for like the the sixth time, sixth or seventh. It's time. okay. I mean, programs like that, we, you know, obviously <laughs> escape, we yeah. we like give our support to everyone involved <laughs> in it, but it is a bit like a busman's holiday, isn't it? Yeah. So... And if you've got a Jack Russell that don't like dogs on the telly, you tend to <laughs> you you only have a very small window of watchable time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a dog in Lost, so sorry, Training Academy, you lost out a little bit uh, to Vin- uh... to Vincent the Labrador in Lost. <laughs> Vincent the Labrador that is quite often uh, a girl um, and quite oh, often really? a boy. Yeah, oh. some interesting editing going on there. Well, they um, did film it over, what, 25 years. So there's probably been Vincent <laughs> Mark three, four, five, six, seven. Great question, though. And and look, yeah, I, thanks, I, th- I think you're right. It's all heading in the right direction, isn't it? Um, anything that, that is, you know, getting people watching and, and showing people that they don't need to coerce or scare a dog or use you know horrible tools or methods is is a plus in my book you know tv is always going to be a bit of a uh it's, it's held by its format isn't it you know you can't you you know you can't dog training is not that sexy is it you know um but it was great I, what i saw of it was absolutely wonderful i love the fact they sat down independently with the with the guardians to talk it through. I thought that was really good as that psychology mm-hmm. sort of aspect of it. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm um, uh, thumbs up from me, but not as, yeah. good, as not as good as lost. <laughs> I think, that's my review. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much for questions. We've got, we've, we've had loads, so we're going to spread them out across our episodes, but thank you very much, Hannah and Patricia for, yeah, um, for asking us some questions and I hope our answers suffice. Hi. So here endeth another another episode. Um, more more mind blowing. Time, 
to say goodbye. I'm just going to leave this. Anyone that was listening, trying to go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> have sweet nightmares. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful rendition. Absolutely beautiful. So, um, yeah, no, nothing more to say other than um, brilliant. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, thank you Steve. Grisha. Um, and thank, thank you, you bookshelvers. Um, keep them peeled because there is another episode incoming that's going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, and mm -hmm. we'll catch all of you guys later on. We'll hand it over to Grant, shall we? Indeed. Here we go. Someone that actually can sing. <laughs> Bye-bye! At times collide Our cells divide Just like they've always done Spark a life, we multiply this ride, has just begun. And here at the end of a line that stretches back through all time, To simply survive Survive You can't keep it down You know It grows Genes compete This war is never won Numbers increase For reason and peace Are mass as one We're strong And we're opposite exists it's our duty to persist resist and fight and defend till the end another's right to all this this place a kiss, you can't keep me down, you know, and I can't keep you down.
Uptown